I've forgotten those lines from the guitar player until now. The memory of them, of my grandfather's strong hand holding mine, circled me as I stood on Iola Ann Poole's porch. It was my first indication of a knowing, an undeniable sense that something inside the house had gone very wrong. I pushed the door inward cautiously, admitting a slice of early sun and a whiff of breeze off Pamlico Sound. The entryway was old, tall, the walls wide with heavy gold-leaf trim around rectangular panels. A fresh breeze skirted the shadows on mouse feet, too slight to displace the stale, musty smell of the house, the scent of a forgotten place. Instinct told me what I would find inside. You don't forget the feeling of stepping through a door and understanding in some unexplainable way that death has walked in before you. I hesitated on the threshold, options running through my mind and then giving way to a racing kind of craziness. Close the door, or call the police, or somebody. Let someone else take care of it. You shouldn't have touched the doorknob. Now your fingerprints will be on it. What if the police think you did something to her? Innocent people are accused all the time, especially strangers in town. Strangers like you, who show up out of the blue and try to blend in. What if people thought I was after the old woman's money, trying to steal her valuables or find a hidden stash of cash? What if someone really had broken in to rob the place? It happened, even in idyllic locations like Hatteras Island. Massive vacation homes sat empty, and local boys with bad habits were looking for easy income. What if the thief had broken into the house thinking it was unoccupied, then realized too late that it wasn't? Right now, I could be contaminating the evidence. Tandy Joe, sometimes I swear you haven't got half a brain. The voice in my head sounded like my Aunt Marnie's, harsh, irritated, thick with the Texas accent of my father's family. Impatient with flats of fancy, especially mine. Mrs. Poole? I leaned close to the opening, trying to get a better view without touching anything else. Iola Ann Poole, are you in there? This is Tandy Reese, from the little rental cottage out front. Can you hear me? Again, silence. A whirlwind spun along the porch, sweeping up last year's pine straw and dried live oak leaves. Loose strands of hair swirled over my eyes, and my thoughts tangled with it, my reflection melting against the waves of leaded glass. Flyaway brown hair, nervous blue eyes, lips hanging slightly parted, uncertain. What now? How in the world would I explain to people that it had taken me days to notice there were no lights turning on and off in Iola Poole's big Victorian house, no window heat and air units running at night when the spring chill gathered? I was living less than forty yards away. How could I not have noticed? Maybe she was sleeping, having a midday nap, and by going inside, I'd scare her half to death. From what I could tell, my new landlady kept to herself. Other than groceries being delivered and the UPS and FedEx trucks coming with packages, the only signs of Iola Pool were the lights and the window units going off and on as she moved through the rooms at different times of day. I'd only caught sight of her a time or two, since the kids and I had rolled into town with no more gas and no place else to go. We'd reached the last strip of land before you'd drive off into the Atlantic Ocean, which was just about as far as we could get from Dallas, Texas, and Trammell Clark. I hadn't even realized until we'd crossed the North Carolina border where I was headed or why. I was looking for a hiding place. By our fourth day on Hatteras, I knew we wouldn't get by with sleeping in the SUV at a campground much longer. People on an island notice things. When a real estate lady offered an off-season rental cheap, I figured it was meant to be. We needed a good place more than anything.
Considering that we were into April now, and six weeks had passed since we'd moved into the cottage, and the rent was two weeks overdue, the last person I wanted to contact about Iola was the real estate agent who'd brought us here, Alice Faye Tucker. Touching the door, I called into the entry hall again. Iola Poole? Mrs. Poole, are you in there? Another gust of wind danced across the porch, scratching crepe myrtle branches against gingerbread trim that seemed to be clinging by Confederate jasmine vines and dried paint rather than nails. The opening in the doorway widened on its own. Fear shimmied over my shoulders, tickling like the trace of a fingernail. I'm coming in, okay? Maybe the feeling of death was nothing more than my imagination. Maybe the poor woman had fallen and trapped herself in some tight spot she couldn't get out of. I could help her up and bring her some water or food or whatever, and there wouldn't be any need to call 911. First responders would take a while anyway. There was no point.